Welcome to the Paragold Podcast. This is Jared Pickney, and today I'm joined by Andy Fulkerson and Scott Snellgrove of the band Nightwing. Gentlemen, welcome to the Paragold Podcast. I'm glad, glad to be here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever met either one of you. Are y'all y'all both live in Paragold, or are y'all from different places? I'm in Paragold. I'm from Jonesboro. Born and raised? Yeah, in born and raised in Jonesboro, yeah. And did you guys meet through the band? Yeah, we were in different yeah. bands in in junior high and high school. We were in competing bands. Oh, come on. Where did you go to school at? Paragould High School. Okay. And you were at Jonesboro? Yeah. What do you mean yeah. they were competing bands? Well, like they, the school bands? No, no. Rock and roll bands. Scott That's was in the school bands. Band. The real mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Scott was in the school band, too, weren't you, Scott? Yeah, I was in the, the, the Marching Hurricane Band. That's right what on. it was, yeah. My okay. First real gig. Well, what was the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What what about your rock bands though? So you were in a rock band. You're in a rock band. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was in just us, and Scott was in the two. Was it the that that? Well, at that Tuesday time Blues? it was the Tuesday Blues. And prior to that was a band called the Esquires, and there's a big hit record out there on that yeah. one. Esquires yeah. recorded a record, made the chart. Yeah, made the charts. Made whoa. You Are know, you being serious? Uh, no, I'm serious. Yeah. Yes, I was talking to the guy that was our front man back then. We had a band called the Esquires. We were we our record was out in the 60s about 65 i think is when it was it's called sadie's ways and i was talking to jim the other day and he said you know we we got this claim to fame that we were kicked out of kicked off the radio by the time we were all 18 <laughs> and so was, you made it to the radio before you were 18 yeah, we were on on the charts in memphis and st louis and chicago you could turn and, on the radio and hear your band yeah it was cool too is this why is this after you got out of school or right before you got out of school i was in the ninth grade no yeah you were we, in the ninth grade. We had three you, ninth graders and three high school seniors. What and was that? I was in the kid. I was one of the kids. I what, probably was the baby. I was, yeah. Uh, what was that like to be a ninth grader and to be, like, were you ever, this is the like the perfect scenario, like you're on a date and you're like, let's just turn on the radio. And all of a sudden you're like, hey, that's me. That ever happened? Well, yeah. <laughs> I like you it's said, well, cool, yeah, yeah. Like, duh. That yeah, happened a time or two, yeah. Jared, well, I, Dennis Rogers was a good friend of ours, and he played our stuff too. So, but it was that record got pretty big, and and literally we were kicked off the radio and um, by somebody in Memphis. I can't remember who it was, but we were number one on WHBQ, which number was one. a big deal over there, and we were top ten on WMPS. And well, tell but, me how this even happened. And how the, the, the was when the you don't probably don't know the Gentries either, right? It was. Larry I've Raspberry and the Gentry's back in there. And Keep on dancing. We big, were doing a hit okay. about 65. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, so our record was as big as their record was to begin with. Then somebody listened to the words, and I told Jim don't say that, but hell, he did. So, <laughs> What did he say? Uh, I can't say it. You can't uh, say uh, it. It'd be taken off the podcast. Yeah, it would. Yeah, it's, it's uh, pretty suggestive. He but, sa- I said, Jim, you shouldn't say that, man. He said, well, yeah. It'd be like Louie Louie. They won't be able to understand it. Well, they did. <laughs> so, uh, so that was that band. And then the Well, hang on, Tuesday though, before, Blues, you move, yeah. before you move past that. Because like, that's, a, that's a rare thing. I don't know any other ninth graders from this area who's ever been on the radio. Like, um, So how did that happen? Tell me how the band got started. And, and like, Did you know? Did y'all know immediately? Like, man, this is really a good band. Like, we're putting together some good stuff here. You know, I can look back on it and see how, how really what a powerful band it was. <clears throat> At the time, I was in the ninth grade, and I just started playing bass. I played guitar and trumpet to that point. And um, 
the guy named Stanley Knight, I showed him how to play guitar, and he got better than me pretty quick. So I said, okay, I'll play bass. <laughs> so that yeah. was that. And um, I really liked bass. So we got to going, and, and Stanley and myself and Roger Barnhill were um, in the ninth, well, between the eighth and ninth grade when the band formed. And then in the ninth grade, we were solid stars up there, you know, and yeah. probably ruined my whole life. I, I might have got a job someday if I hadn't <laughs> done that. What was your big hit? Can I find it? Yeah, Sadie's Ways. You won't have so, much trouble finding it. Sadie's Ways, the Esquires. Sadie's Ways. Might have to put Jonesboro, but I don't think so. That's excellent. Did you know whenever y'all released that song? Like, did you know, like, whenever you first compiled it? I've always wondered this from bands. Like, my wife and I were talking about this the day, and we were listening to um, Tears for, for Fears, Everybody Wants to Rule the World, and I was like, like, I wonder, like, when these bands, like, when they finish the song, they look at each other and be like, that's a hit. Or is it usually a surprise? Like, I can't believe that song took off. Like, for you guys, when you well, wrote that song, it was like, that's I think a hit. we all went, we knew it was really good. <clears throat> but we were kids, man, you know. We were kids. I'm, you know, didn't ever grow up from it. It, it <laughs> yeah, ruins you. It goes, let's be there. But um, you, you spend the rest of your life chasing that yeah. number one hit. <laughs> like, where'd that go? But yeah. anyway, it was it was pretty cool. It was really cool. And so you're doing your thing, and you're over in Paragould. No, I was playing in a band called Just Us. Uh-huh. And the way we you know, we competed, we're competing for, for jobs. I mean, people hire bands, and so you're, all bands are in competition with other bands in the area. But we also competed in the Arkansas, and it was a national battle of the bands competition. And we competed against, just us competed against uh, Tuesday Blues. Tuesday Blues, And yeah. I forget, a bunch of other bands were in it, and, and they beat us. And I always said then, well, well, they only beat us because they played the Lonely Bull, and Scott played trumpet on it, and that would appeal to what we thought were elderly judges at that time. <laughs> you got to know your yeah. audience. Yeah, it was elderly and, judges yeah, in their yeah, 20s. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah in, in the reality, they beat us because I think they were the better band. But, uh, but what, were you, what were you playing in Just Us? I was playing guitar then. Okay. And so you played multiple instruments yeah. then. I started off playing drums, and then we had a, a sax player in the band named Teddy Hoke, and everybody in Paragool knows Teddy Hoke, and he's an awesome drummer, and we figured out pretty soon that he could play the drums better than I could. <laughs> and so I started playing guitar. I mean, you know, we're, we were in the ninth grade, and you're just kind of feeling yourself out trying to figure out what you're going to do. And I played guitar for a while, and then we had an organ player in the band, and when he quit after about a year, then I'd taken piano lessons through grade school, and uh, wasn't playing anymore, but I figured, well, I could pick it back up again. So I started playing organ. And I've played organ and, and piano in the band since, I guess, that was 66. So you are playing music in the 60s. Yeah. Oh, what yeah. was that like? Like, oh. if you can go back and you could just uh, sum up, there's an image or just any, any words that you can put to that. Like, what was it like being a kid playing in a band in the 60s? A lot of fun. It was it was great. It it was really a great experience. You know, I started. I was I was a football player, and I and I quit playing football because I was starting to put more interest into the band. Mm. And it was also a lot healthier, I think, too, for the most part. You don't get yeah. hurt as often. Yeah, That's but true. Uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least not physically. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, what? How did y'all get into music? Did you have family members that were musicians? Well, my my mother was a she she played the piano. I never really heard her play much, but she she took through all through school. She took for ten years, had a senior recital and the whole thing. And uh, my great grandfather was a singer, uh, John Collins. He was the one that, that built the, the the Collins Theater, and really? he was he was a singer before that. And he was uh, and then he, he was on the stage. Him and his wife. His wife was a dancer, and they were they were active. They were professional, you know, 
entertainers, entertainers yeah. in the early 20th century. So that was John Collins? Yeah. And uh, he's the one who, is, that's the Collins Theater's named yes. after him? Uh, well, it's really named more after his son and his uh, his daughter-in-law, Oris and Francis Collins. They uh, they took over the theater in the mid-30s, and they ran it until they uh, gave it to the Fine Arts Council in 1980. I guess it was 85. So you grew up very much yeah. in the yeah. entertainment. My, my first drama. job was working in that theater, make, selling popcorn in the concession stand. Which would have been what year ish? Uh, I did that in the mid to late sixties, and uh, off and on uh, when I was in college. You know, changed the marquee, ran projectors up there too. I was a backup projectionist. So at one projection is that at one point it used to be like a movie theater. They it was, show, they it was a movie. Yeah, it was a movie theater until nineteen eighty five. Okay, see, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's not what it started out as, though, right? It was built as a combination of movies and stage productions. Okay. It was. It had a. They had a fly loft that blew off in a tornado in 1967, and uh, but you know it, it had stage shows in there that you know, the touring shows were were through there, and they also in movies. It was silent movies initially, and then switched to sound. I guess in the late 20s, early 30s. My uh, wife and daughter are in a play there this weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, Matilda. Matilda. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. going to be fun. Absolutely. So you guys are trucking right along. You're playing in your band, dreaming of making it big, I guess, at that point. Where does, sure. where does, Pat, where does, where does, where does life take you at that point? Like, at what point do y'all come together to form Nightwing? Like, just take me on a little bit of that journey. We were grown, mature adults with jobs and families yeah. we weren't just kids anymore then <clears throat> nightwing started we'd all played continued to play in bands the only, only time i wasn't playing in a band was when i was in law school and i knew i couldn't concentrate properly if if, if i was in a band and so I, I i skipped it then and when i came back back here after i graduated i started playing in some other bands and then scott was playing in bands all those years too the uh tuesday blues yeah, tuesday blues the pf flyers yeah. um mm. the in the PF Flyers, the original band had Larry Rothgary in it, and and I, and uh, two other guys were in it: Buzzy Finner and Jim Wright. But but Larry, Larry and I playing together kind of hooked it up to where there was the two of us playing together. Then we were kept playing together. Then we got Eddie, and pretty soon we got Andy and and uh, who am I leaving out? Greg Lynn, uh, Greg, Greg and Eddie and I played together too for a long time. So just everybody just kind of fell together, and what are we going to call this thing? And it the the band name came about in ninety. When when was the Iraq thing? When was that? That was in ninety. I'm pretty yeah. sure we so, started playing in eighty seven. When when Larry called me, Larry and I had played in a band called Cottonmouth in the seventies. It's great, and, and we had some some bit of success. We didn't put out a re- any records or anything. We were all we never we were weekend warriors, but we played a lot. And we got to open for some pretty big bands. We opened for Leonard Skinner. We opened really? for Sticks. Yeah, and yeah. that was with Cottonmouth. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. So hang on a second. That was in so you're with 70s. Cottonmouth in mid seventies. Yeah, and you play with you said Leonard Skinner mm-hmm. and Sticks and Sticks. Yeah. So how did that happen? We were in the right place at the right time. Well, tell me. About the, the, that. They they weren't big shows. They were in the what's now the Forum in Jonesboro. Uh, Sticks had had one, they'd had a hit then, Lady was their big hit before that, and they were, had another album just about to come out, I forget which one that was though, and uh, uh, Leonard Skinner uh, was, they just released uh, Sweet Home Alabama in their second al- album, and we were the opening opening act for those, and that, you know, that's a, it seated a thousand people at that time, I won't seat that now, but it did then, it wasn't a huge show, but 
Looking back, is it that was, one of y'all's it greatest was, memories? Oh, it, it, it was great fun. My greatest memory might have been when I got to play with B.B. King. Wow. That was at the Club Paradise in Memphis. How did that happen? Uh, it, it was he, – he did his show, and then at the end of the show, he said, we're going to take a 15-minute break, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to jam. And I, I was in the jam. And <laughs> it stayed – it was – How did he find out about you? Well, I was just standing there. It looked like I wanted to get up there and play. And Seriously? He said, come on up here, yeah. Yeah. And I did. Incredible musician. Uh, he was, yeah. yeah. Well, I wasn't, but he was. <laughs> Who were y'all's? Well, you were good enough to hold your own, I guess. What were y'all's uh, influences throughout the years musically? Like, who was who was some of your like most inspirational bands? Beatles, of course. You can't you can't uh, you can't do yeah, any of this without the Beatles. Away, no, yeah. no. I, you know, the first thing I ever remembered hearing, and that's what you talking about how we got into music. Yes, was the Big Bopper. I was sitting in my with my mom and she was at some some uh shopping center and she was inside and i was sitting out in the car and the big bopper comes on the radio i was singing chantilly lace and a pretty face and i really thought he said with a bony tail hanging down because <laughs> I, I really liked dinosaurs at the time that's how young i was and but that just stuck in my head that whole thing did and it's still there but that and elvis and uh mm. i had a guitar when i was six or seven when I first first guitar I had and um, I don't know I had to be playing places because I knew three or four chords and um, played at a PTA meeting and got a big round of applause and hell I gave him a non-core so (laughs) (laughs) there it was (laughs) I'll give you play you another one then okay (laughs) and um, I just was hooked and so uh, later on in the grade school the you know how the junior high band directors come around to sell you on being in band. Sure. Well, the guy came and played a little trumpet, and I thought, hell, I, I yeah. don't need him to keep saying hell. But oh, that's you're fine. Oh, you're <laughs> but anyway, I, I thought, yeah, I want to do that. So I got into junior high band, and it's been playing ever since. Yeah. So, so Nightwing starts in 87. Yeah. I, I, I didn't get to there. that. Yeah, Larry, yeah. Called, Larry called me, and he said, hey, we're, we're getting these guys together. We're going we're gonna to get together and play once a week. We're really not doing anything serious. We're just going to get together and play. We want to mm-hmm. play. We don't necessarily want to get out and play in front of people, but we're going to get together and have fun one night a week. And we did that, and that lasted for quite a while. We did it that yeah. way, and then it, it started coming together and said, "Well, we're going to get out and play and play somewhere, play in front of some folks." Yeah, and, and we did. Yeah. And when did y'all start playing? And where were y'all playing at? And kind of when was that that, that evolved? Uh, Ninety to well, probably that's probably about eighty eighty eight to ninety one. Yeah. I think ninety one is when Larry and I left. We, we we gave we left Nightwing and I think it was the spring of ninety one. So y'all have not been together as a band since ninety one. That's right. Uh-huh. Oh wow! W- what got us back together was during I I had recorded on an eight track uh, tape recorder, old Fostax eight eight eight, uh, eight track tape recorder, recorded a couple of Nightwing shows. We were playing at EJ's. It was. It was a club at the, at the Ramada Inn. I don't know what it is now. It's out there on across from. Uh, it's next to the highway department out okay. there on West Kings yep. Highway, mm-hmm. and uh, we we played there for what the best part of a year. We oh, played man. almost yeah. every weekend, about every other weekend there, and then played the original five hundred one mm-hmm. up at Jonesboro yeah. when it was the original five hundred. Where was it? The Ramada Inn somewhere, yeah. wherever yeah. that was. The original one was downtown on five hundred one Union Avenue, but. Um, hadn't been there in a long time. And we just kind of back and forth to those two places. And, and we played Kingsway. Yeah, the Kingsway every once in a while. Before it yeah. burned. Yeah. Kingsway, yeah. yeah. I remember that place. One of the and, one of the big crowds was the 
I guess is that second shift gets off about 11, yeah. 1130, something like that. We'd think, you know, we're going to play to one. We ended up usually playing until two because they just came in droves. Wow. And it was just, it was and then, incredible. And We'd that's have a whole kinda, second crowd every night, you know. And, and by then, I was 40. <laughs> I was 40 years old by then. I was the I was the judge. I had a job, you know. I had had to get up early. See, I and, forgot that you used to serve as a, as a circuit the, judge. The district judge. The district judge, okay. Yeah. And uh, what happens is, as you get older, when you're young, you can get in at 3 o'clock in the morning. You've got a... You know, you're wound up from, from all this rock and roll. You can't go right to bed. It's going to be a couple hours before you're going to go oh, to sleep. 100%. And, you know, when you're young, you can sleep till noon. But when you're 40, when you, don't you're, get, you can't <laughs> sleep till noon. So tell me about, man, yeah. that, that's just such a, uh, an interesting mix to me. So you're district judge by day, and then you're rock and roll star at yeah. night. And yeah, so, yeah. like, how did you keep those things? You just do. I mean, we, it's, uh, we had him in a bulletproof glass <laughs> shield. No, not really. No, no. <laughs> I've done science. That's what I would think. I would think those worlds, you know, they would collide at yeah. some point. So, but I decided then I needed to, I needed to give it up, and so I did, and then started playing another band, but not not that regular and not not that often. We'd get out in public in front of public people uh, six ten times a year total. Sure. And that band was the West Bench Blues Band, and it played until the drummer Keith Petrick died about two years ago. Mm. We we played the Loose Caboose Festival for I don't know, seven seven or eight years in a row, and, and uh, you know, got around and played some, played a lot of biker events. It seemed like we we got to some of those. That, that's a different crowd. That got to be a big deal. Yeah, yeah. we were playing yeah. a lot of biker yeah. stuff. The bikers, too, yeah. they love you guys. Yeah. Uh, what are the bikers like? What kind of music? Rock and roll. Yeah, straight up yeah. rock and yeah. roll, baby. Yeah. Yep. So you all have blues too. Yeah, I can see that. So I've got this reunion show coming up October twenty second, just right here around the corner. Mm-hmm. What do we need to know about it? Those listening, all every dollar that's taken in the box office goes to the Collins Theater Foundation. The band does mm-hmm. it for nothing. Our sound man Gene Boucher does it for nothing. It's all volunteers, and all the money goes to the theater. And it's a it's a not for profit organization. And as has been told many times, we take that status very seriously. Yeah. How do people get tickets for it? They can get them online, and they can buy them at the door. Showtix okay. is the is the Collins ticket vendor. Okay. And uh, they, can, they can go to the Collins website, uh, the Collins Facebook page, and there should be a link to, to Showtix from that. And, and what time does the show start? 7 o'clock. 7, 7 p.m. Yep. And one thing that's really important to us in this theater is that uh, – this band got together after uh, how many year absence? Twenty, few, yeah. uh, <laughs> twenty years, thirty year absence almost. And I had a I'd made an old recording at, at an earlier Nightwing show from nineteen ninety or ninety one, uh, and and it's vinyl tape, and it degrades. And I found these old tapes, and I, I found a company that would digitize it for me. And they sent it back to me, and I started. I was going to mix it, remix it, kind of, kind of clean it up a little bit and make it sound better. And uh, I got to thinking, this was really a good band. Mm. We we need to do something. We we ought to get back together. And and then the the we were going to do a benefit for the Collins, and the pandemic hit, mm-hmm. so everything was shut down. And we were and we were started practicing, trying to maintain our distance from each other <laughs> in, in 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 a room. And, you probably uh, get there with masks on. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You're wearing, you're wearing a mask there, and you yeah. take it off and, and start start playing. 
And uh, it was all, all coming together, and we decided, well, we'll do a live stream show for the Collins. Mm. And then Larry, we had, had the whole band, the original band, back together at that time, all five of us. And then uh, uh, Larry got sick. Larry Rothgary, the other guitar, the guitar player, and Greg Lynn, the other guitar player, he got sick. And it, then it just got to where then Greg and Larry bowed out, and then we decided we'd put it, we're going to keep on going because it was starting to sound pretty good again. Mm-hmm. And we got... Two new guitar players, yeah. Sonny, Sonny Hunt, who is an amazing guitar player, and uh, Grady McGuire. And uh, Grady's a good guitar, he's a great guitar player, and he's a good singer, and they both really added a lot to the band. And uh, it's it's come together really good. We have a lot of fun doing it, and uh, we, we hope the, we think the audiences have, have fun too, and yeah. we're really looking forward to this. Yeah, well, it sounds like it's going to be a great show. I'm, I'm curious, uh, before we move into rapid-fire questions, i got to ask, where did Nightwing come from? Oh, the name yeah. came from um, back in the 80s when we were getting this started. Well, it's the late 80s and, and into the 90s. Anyway, I was on a work for Creative Multigraphics at the time. I was on the road selling printing to a, a lot of things you buy had stuff we printed in them back in those days. Almost every picture frame, by the way. <laughs> but anyway, that I was one of my clients was Blywell Air Force Base when that was still open. And mm-hmm. I was over there. I had to go over there and visit with the colonel on a print job that we were going to do. And when I pulled in the base, I watched a B, is it the B-1, B-2? B-2, Watched one of those. Big wing. A B-2 bomber land. Okay. And I went in his office, and we were talking about what I was going to print for, you know, what we were going to print. And I said, man, I saw that B-2 bomber land. He said, you didn't see that. And I said, no, really, it was black and all that stuff. He said, you did not see that. Do you understand? I said, I understand. <laughs> so, so I didn't see that. It was all a big lie. Okay, but it's the truth. And I thought, it looks like a night wing, a wing at night, just a big wing, and that's where that came from. And I actually drew a picture of it, and that's what our logo is. Yeah. That's really cool. That's so, awesome. That, that's that a lot over. better story than what my band uh, name was. I used to play in a band called the Williford Project. Okay. Because we practiced on the Williford Street and the projects. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, that cool. works. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool of a story. It's highly descriptive. But, but <laughs> not, not, not Wing is better than the other name that we were really seriously considering was Power Chicken. Power uh, Chicken. Good job on Nightwing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> were, you, were you voting for Power Chicken? Was that yours? I kind of, no, I, that wasn't mine. That was Larry's. But it was, no, that's a pretty good name. But I think Nightwing's better. Yeah, that's a good call. Well, October 22nd, reunion show at the call at 7 p.m. All proceeds go to the foundation. So if you're hearing this, go check it out. Um, Tickets $10. Tickets are $10. You can't get entertainment. That's right. quality entertainment for that cheap anymore. Um, Let's end with some rapid-fire questions. You ready for this? Rapid fire. This is going to be, that's it. That was good. All right, here we go. Uh, we'll start with you on this first one, Andy, then go to you, Scott. Then the next one, we'll start with you and go to you. Okay. So okay. fair for everybody. Um, uh, what is either the last, Andy, what is the last either, um, movie you watched or show or the last book you read? Either one. The last movie that I watched was, I can't remember the name of it. But it wasn't. It, wasn't, it had a it big impact on your life. It, it wasn't too much, was it? It wasn't. It wasn't, no. No, it wasn't too. <laughs> I've watched the movie in the last two weeks. I can't remember the name. Yeah, that's it was. fine. I'm showing my age here. That's, that's a senior fine. moment. I don't remember the yeah, name. Yeah, that's all right. Well, I'll ask you that. And if you think of it or a book you've the, read, you I can remember, remember the last book. Okay, what was it? 
I can't remember that either. Well, <laughs> well I'm going to try. But, but I read a book in the last month. <laughs> that's great. That's, hey, that's important. Can you remember, Scott, last movie or show you watched or book you read? Well, I watched some scary movies over the weekend. But anyway, the go. last real movie that I watched was Elvis. Oh, I've heard some good things uh, about it. Th- that's the last movie. That was it. That was okay. it. Okay, was taking his really answer. Yeah. yeah, that's the exact same kind of student I was in school. It's yeah. like I'm just taking their answers. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, here we go. Very difficult question. Maybe. Maybe not. What is your favorite band? Oh man, it's the Beatles. What's your yeah. favorite? Okay, that was too easy. What's your favorite song from the Beatles? Um. In my life, I think. In yeah. my life. Okay. What about you? Well, my favorite band's the Beatles too. That's I got to have that. But uh, my second favorite might be the uh, the Almond Brothers Band. Very good. You have a favorite song? One that I because yeah, to be honest, I've never listened to a lot of the Almond Brothers. What's a good song that? Uh, Revival is a good one. That's a real good one. Uh, Trouble no more. You know, they're they're real bluesy. Mm-hmm. They're kind of a blues, jazz, rock, country yeah. amalgamation. They're they were they're a great band, Excellent. rock and roll hall of famers. I'm gonna listen to that on my way home. Favorite? Uh, sorry, my wife's calling, and all of a sudden it oh, no. took over my it took over my questions. I couldn't see. We're, we're we're back now. What is starting with you on this one, Mr. Wilkerson? What is your favorite meal? My favorite meal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Filet. Oh. Medium? Medium. Right on. Yeah. Okay. My favorite meal. Wow. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Do you like, I like, I like you a lot picky? of them? Yeah, there's a lot of them I like. But a, filet, a good filet, yeah, it's hard to beat. It's hard to beat. And I'm more steak. medium rare. Right on. And um, of course, I like macaroni and cheese. With cheese whiz now, don't be confused with that I, other stuff. I'm not yeah. going to confuse it with that other stuff. <laughs> I understand completely. What is on your nightstand right now? Um, there's some Kleenexes on there. Yeah. There's a, a an Afrin nose spray in case you need it yeah, in the middle yeah. of the night. Sure. That's that, and there's usually a glass of water there, so that's about it. Excellent. The essentials. Yeah. What about you? Well, there's the Sleep number bed remote control. Okay. <laughs> and the TV, TV control, uh, a clock, clock radio thing. Yep. Perfect. Very good. They still have those clock radios. They do. <laughs> they do. That's good. That way you don't have to have your phone just glued yeah, right to you, right? That's right. Uh, all right, here we go. Give us, uh, start with you, Andy, on this one. Give us a snapshot of an ordinary moment in your life that brings you great joy. Just an ordinary moment in your life that brings you great joy. I'm not doing very good on the rapid fire. That's this, okay. This takes no, some time. It takes some time. An ordinary moment. Just an ordinary the, moment. It is nothing crazy like, you know, skydiving or whatever else. It's just a, a, a yeah, normal part of your life that you're like, that brings me a lot of joy. Oh, and my granddaughter comes over and says, hello, Papa. Awesome. Great. What would you say, Scott? Well, that's a cool answer. Um, had I thought of it, I would have thought of that one, but I didn't think of that one. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. You got to go with whichever one you're yeah, thinking you gotta about. You got to go with what pops up. I, this when everything's going right, when everything has come together. You know, when that when you go, man, that's cool. Mm. Every once in a while, you don't. It could be the band pulling off a song perfectly. It could be just a 
moment with me and my wife or something where we go, you know, it's cool. We felt yeah. like we were in sync on that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a good moment. Last one. We'll start with you, Scott, on this one is, um, what is one thing in your life right now that you're deeply grateful for? Oh man. Um, well, I'm grateful to still be playing mm-hmm. to that. I can still do this. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of people that can't that are my age and some of them are a little younger that just still, they can't do it anymore. Yeah. And of course, also, I'm working real hard to get my hair to look just like Keith Richards. It's, <laughs> it's almost to get, about to get there. Yeah. That's fantastic. So, That's awesome. But anyway, yeah, I might, you? you know, might have to diet for the show. I don't know. <laughs> no shame in that game. Yeah. <laughs> what would you say? What is uh, one thing that you're deeply grateful for right now? I'm grateful for my family, for my friends, for yeah. Like Scott said, the ability to still still do this, still play, get together with other people and play music. Yeah, a lot has changed since the first time y'all came together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The world <laughs> has changed drastically. It has. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Y'all have changed, and it's really cool to be able to have this long-term mm-hmm. friendship, connection, and for another shot yeah. to be able to play together. Yeah. Um, that is Worth being thankful you for. Know, fame is just around the corner. Hey. Yeah. Right on. I believe it, man. I am really excited. I hope I'm able to personally come and check out the show. Um, and for the listeners, again, check this out. It's October 22nd. It is the Nightwing reunion show at the Collins Theater. $10 a ticket. All proceeds go to the foundation. Great cause. Great band. Guys, thanks so much for making time to be here. Well, thank you. Thank you. Hey, if you're still listening to this, thanks so much for tuning in. If you've not already done so, please check us out on our different social media platforms. We are on Facebook and Instagram. Um, And if you've not done this, I would love for you to go to iTunes. Just take a moment to give us a five-star rating. That helps people to find us more quickly and learn about the incredible people who are living right here in this city. As always, thanks for listening. Until next time.